Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's up, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another edition of Jay Bird Watching. We are the official podcast of Jay's Journal, fan-sided Jay's Journal, and we are part of the stadiumscene.tv network. We are a week in the books, pretty much, a week in the books of Blue Jays baseball. Uh, opening weekend, I should say, was a, I'd say, a success. And their trip to the Bronx, even though right now, as of this recording, is being drenched out in rain... Uh, they can't lose the series. So that's a good thing in and of itself as well. Uh, we're going to break everything down, Blue Jays, tonight. And joining me to do so is the usual co-hosts of mine. We have Craig Borden, Chris Key, and Brendan Penicar. And Chris, I just wanted to ask up, you, uh, you know, it's it's Thursday evening feel about Kevin Biggio batting ahead of Santiago Espinal tonight. <laughs> And poke. <laughs> Chris is hoping for a rain out so it doesn't actually. Yeah, happen. we'll see. We'll see I if think, we'll see if this game actually gets started. But I think the better question is why is Romil Tampia batting fifth? <laughs> speed, speed, get on base, question. speed. Yeah, um, there, but I there's a lot of questionable things going on with tonight's lineup. But I kid. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Um, so look, we're gonna we're gonna break all things down, Blue Jays tonight. Um, as I said, I'd say overall their opening six games as of this recording have been successful for the most part. They are currently leading the AL East. I think Tampa Bay lost today. Um, yeah. They did, so they are leading the AL East with a four and two record. So this is where I hope they will stay. And also, as of this recording, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think with four home runs is leading the American League in home. Or maybe even MLB, I'm not too sure. But all things good for the Blue Jays, so let's get into it. Um, 
there was a lot of hype entering the season as we've covered so much so during the offseason and during the lockout, that which shall not be named, I guess. Uh, but even though this first six games have been successful, they did show that this season is full of ebbs and flows, especially in April. So, Chris, I sort of teased you to begin with with Cavan and Santiago Espinal. Um, I'm sure there are other things that stood out to you, but you can sort of unload here what specifically stood out to you within the first six games of the season. How quickly this lineup goes from which is a little bit of a backtrack on what you first said, how quickly this lineup looks or goes from being one of the fiercest lineups we've seen in recent memory, especially with this team to how thin it can look now. Um, and you, you pair with that, you pair that with some struggles from the bullpen, uh, some lackluster uh, outings in the pitching rotation. We're going to get to that in a little while. It, it it's very it, it's a little bit of an up and down week, wasn't it, boys? Like oh, it, yeah. we were definitely riding a high. Well, shit hit the fan in the first game. Let's just say that. But um, it, it, it's amazing, and maybe that's a little bit indicative of how this first week went. That it it's kind of up and down and a little bit of a roller coaster of really highs and really lows. Um, like we're seeing wicked offense from Springer and before he went down Teo and Jansen and obviously Vlad is just doing unworldly things. Um, but there's definitely some concerns The Brio's coming out and not even making it out of the first inning. Um, Kikuchi, I don't think he was as bad as what a lot of people thought he was. Um, once he's, he what I think he was. Um, once Kikuchi stopped essentially throwing a slider, he was actually good. Um, maybe like maybe not good, but like he was the number five starter at that point, and they they weren't making any contact off the fastball. And I I I don't know if that was the game plan or just what he what he felt comfortable doing. It, it was kind of a it was a really boring game to watch. Um, <laughs> or listen to saying I didn't have any feet. Yeah, <laughs> um, listen to paint dry. <laughs> Gossman was all right, I guess. Not exactly what you wanted to see from him. Like you see what Robbie Ray did in his first start, and you look at Kevin Gossman, and you're like thinking, "Ooh, that's a little bit of a trade off right now." But then Ray got shelled Whoa. last night. I think it was anyway. Um, Manoa came out and did Manoa things, and I think that. If nothing else, that was the most encouraging that I saw was just Manoa coming out and being very rock solid in the middle of that rotation when we desperately, desperately needed it. He needed a stop. He came out and stopped it. It's <laughs> good shit. Okay, Craig, you can spend on it. I think the one thing that was obviously uh, we had plenty of pitching woes. The bullpen actually ended up looking very well you know, rounded in the midst of all this, you know, Simber did Simber things. And the only one that really had an up and down from Tyler Saucedo already, <laughs> guys, it's how it is. Yeah. But, um, I think it, the fact that we obviously have, we've, Jordan Romano's crushing it. He just looks like the guy that we were expecting him to be and how we picked. He literally is the franchise record holder right now for the most saves in a row consecutively. So Adam and, and I have to some words on that already. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
so young. <laughs> we took the pledge. Yeah, but to that point, out of all the things that went wrong and good and everything this week, that was a nice highlight. And then the fact that this offense can come back apparently from anything, Son of a I bitch. thought was really cool. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that stood out was definitely her so far. I know Vlad has been on a different planet, but Adam, I just pulled it up. You sent this to the group earlier today with George Springer in the lineup there, 52 and 32. Without him, they're 43. Nice. 41 um he takes you from like assuming everybody's healthy if you remove springer from a fully healthy team or good team george springer brings you to a great team slash borderline elite if you're getting good starting pitching he proved that again last night when he put them ahead for three and that ultimately was the winning run and winning rbi that scored um and you're seeing why they signed him to that and why people are going to continue to fall in love with him uh now that it's a full season in toronto yeah i know we're going to expand on the starting pitching a little bit um and i can save most of my comments for that but um there was some good and some bad from i think all five i mean barrios looked really good through the for last night and then as we were talking like it came off really quickly for him uh last night gosman as you said chris i think that's a very typical first start of the season type start there was some good the splitter looked nasty um and then there was some bad around a little bit yeah. gave up a lot of contact uh, but Manoa so far in the pitching side of things and oh, yeah. George Mano have been the stars and the studs. And I think we said this last week. I don't think it would surprise any of the four of us if at season's end, Alec Manoa could have the best numbers on this stat. And I know that it's not really a pitcher win stat, but I think the stat was that since Manoa and all of Manoa starts, the Blue Jays have only lost four games. And obviously those aren't all decisions that reflect in his record, but they win nearly every single time he takes the mound and that the definition of an ace, no matter how you're going to go and get it done, your team will always, if almost always win when he's on the mound. So if Manoa can keep that up, the fact that he added a little bit of velocity with his fastball and the changeup, mm-hmm. which is all the difference. Exactly. The, the changeup sets him into an elite category potentially. So keep your eye on Manoa the rest of the way. And I know we'll expand on that a little bit, but he's already looking like he could be the ace of the staff. Did you notice uh, a little bit more umph in Manoa's delivery that he's like stepping to the to his right a little bit more after he throws some heat? I did. Like, That's a little concern. Yeah, he's putting a. I thought it was when I first saw it. I thought he was pitching hurt. I thought that he was pitching bothered. I now am you know looking back on it and with the success of the start, I think he was just trying to give his whole upper body into every single pitch, and it was effective. Um, yeah, I, he's a big boy. That's a lot of momentum coming off the mound. That's true. A lot of momentum. Need a buckle. So yeah, I think given the role that was uh, the opening series, um, I would have liked it for them to sweep Texas. I think we even had that. Most of us had that as a sweep, if not all of us. Um, I know we're going to get into Ryu and Brendan. Much to your dismay, we're going <laughs> to unpack that when we talk about the rotation. But um, overall, you know, given Chris, you touched on Game One. I personally think, and it has a lot to do with the victory and the way they won, um, but I think that's perhaps the best opening day I've ever seen in this team. Um, I agree. Yeah, it was one of, really awesome. One of. Yeah. Um, and well, you the can fact see that the was energy. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, God. What was that, the uh, first comeback from a 7 to nothing deficit since like 1950 or something go. like that? It was the, um, we, we talked about that when I was on a walk-off podcast this past weekend, and it literally it was like, okay, nobody in this whole conversation is born <laughs> since the yeah. last time this happened. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. On opening day, that is. 
mm-hmm. that that kind of thing happened. So if I didn't yeah. make that point clear, my bad. No, no, no. It's it's one of the games that you saw the energy from everyone. Specifically, uh, what resonates with me is uh, Guriel's catch in the ninth inning and just how mm-hmm. you know hyped up he was to get that win. Um, yes, you would have liked to see a lot more out of Barrios. I'm chalking that up to first game jitters. I'm not saying it's not worthy of concern. And again, we're going to extrapolate on that a little bit more, but I'm willing to forgive that. And a lot the win has a lot to do with that. Um, yeah, and but- given the fact that his next start wasn't nearly as, but it was still not as good as I would have liked it to be. But overall, I, I think, you know, given what I'm seeing, uh, how Montoya is handling the majority of the bullpen, it looks better, even though a small sample size, um, six games, his handling of his management of it is, has improved. Um, not that he could have made a lot of wrong moves, but it wasn't too bad. Um, again, I know this is going to come across as bias. I don't like the idea of platooning Cavan and Santiago Espinal, and this may come as a hot take. I'd rather have Santiago Espinal take the majority of uh, reps at second base right now just because he's in. Um, that is a hot take for somebody in this conversation. Well, no, wait, he's, he's the one that said it. Well, given the fact that we don't have Tao in, uh, in the lineup and Danny Jansen, you need to muster up as much offense as you can. Um, so... so Good. We talked about this, the uh, I think, a few of us the other day, but how much do you think that this Santiago Espinal fun is the fact that he's actually legit seeing fastballs at the bottom of the lineup and getting them where the book's kind of out on Kevin Vigio? I don't Question. know that the book is out on Kevin Vigio because his eye is elite. Like I will say that his his vision at the plate is elite, and I don't know, maybe this is me covering for him. He, he gets robbed <laughs> on a lot of calls. Um I don't know. I, I think when it comes to, to Espinal, I just think the confidence is there. I think it's resonating with him. I think he could always play. We saw bits and pieces of it last year, and he came prepared this year. Um, and much to my achy, breaky heart, much more prepared than Cavett, it seems. So I'm, I'm eating it. I'm eating it. I, I'll, I'll eat the Romano talk, too. It's fine. It's all good. Just was curious because, like I said, that is something that I honestly was wondering how much that was – factoring into Danny Jansen's success before we talk about the next piece of that. You know, he's been in the nine hole and he's got Springer behind him. Right. I'm sorry, I want to make sure I get him out before I have to deal with Springer, especially when, to Brendan's point, that Springer's been just raking since the opening day started. So, Yeah. Um, all right, well, before we move on to talk about injuries, as you set up for me, Craig, um, does anybody else want to make any comments about uh, <laughs> the first six game? Anything else that stood out to you guys that you want to touch on? Rymel Tapia has been very underling, and that's all I'll say. It's only it's very very early, but the ground ball he's very much as advertised with the ground balls, and it is not good. Well, you don't like that negative, um, what is it, uh, launch angle? Yeah, going on. Get it, get a <laughs> .4 launch angle yeah. or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> to tie in with your next topic and and what Brandon just said. Be careful what we wish for as fans, because everybody, and I'm going to say damn near every Blue Jays fan, wanted Reese McGuire and Randall Grichik on this off this team, including myself. Really and nice. wouldn't it be nice to have both Reese McGuire and Randall Grichik right now? Would it? I can yeah, get there with Randall. Yes, I can't be, get there with Reese. I can get there with Reese because he's a better defender than all of them, and it saves us watching fucking Collins swing at nothing. 
because those were those were some of the those were some of the ugliest swings and at bats I've seen in a long time. And the throwing error. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. oh that was Heineman. That was that was Heineman. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was Heineman. Um, Buffalo. I think all day in Buffalo. <laughs> I can get there with Randall Graychuk. Um, I feel like we. We have a little bit of recency bias when it came to Reese McGuire because somehow he came out of left field, no pun intended, um, last year, and it was actually productive offensively. And you're right, he is a good defensive catcher, but I don't know that that's a sustainable um, performance by a Reese McGuire. I think right now we would probably have just as many strikeouts if Reese McGuire was still on this team. But I would still rather defense, defense than yeah. no defense and no offense. All I keep hearing is that they love – Collins bat. They love Collins bat. They love Collins bat. He has no track record of ever having a bat. Like no. none. He's so I don't know where I don't know where this narrative is coming from that he has a good stick. Do we have the Pete Walker of hitting coaches all of a sudden that I'm not aware of that we can recruit guys and turn them into not shit? <laughs> Sorry, no, I said at least at least Reese offensively gave you a competitive at bat. Zach Collins and Heineman have not do that done that so far. Like Collins no. hasn't even come close to making contact at all. Reese yeah. at least would have put the ball in play a couple times. Yeah. Um and like Craig said, he he's at least worked with his pitching staff as well. That's I think years. the bigger thing right now that's really the miss. And this is why I, I, I understand that it's not fair to bring up Gabriel Moreno with what he's had going on and didn't have spring training and everything, but it literally is the same argument. You got is it two guys good? you've been you brought two guys in that don't know this pitching staff anyways. And Gabriel Moreno had no spring training with any of the guys on this team. Do you want to just throw a guy into the fire and hope for the best, or you want to work with shit? <laughs> they, well, they, I mean, won't, they won't bring him up until May because they're still going to screw around the service time. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. I get that. But to that point, I, I think they're going to be having this similar conversation in a month. It, it really especially depends. if Danny Jansen isn't going to be hitting. And Alejandro Kirk is apparently only going to be catching three of the six games every week is kind of what they were saying. So that means Zach Collins or uh, Hinneman are going to be in the lineup. Well, at that point, do you, I, I'm, if this injury to Dan Jansen is prolonged, um, are we in favor of bringing up Mourinho in May? Yeah. yeah. If he, if he continues to hit the way he started in Buffalo yeah. and play defensively, you want to win ball games. It's, we said this last week, the exact same reason they called up Alejandro Kirk at the end of 2020, mm-hmm. because he just couldn't stay down anymore because he kept on hitting Humbley. Yeah, exactly. They got nothing yeah. from the catcher position um, at the end of 2020. And he finally wasn't, there wasn't a hole in the ninth spot or the eighth spot. Yeah. If Moreno keeps this up, what he started in Buffalo, you ha- in a season where you want to win a championship, you have to get production out of that position, especially if Jansen's going to be out for a little while. So I bring him up 100% at the start of May. I give him, so the- two, I give him two weeks. Oh, okay. And so, then I bring him up. Well, like, honestly. Well, that's May, right? That would be. Yeah, the beginning. Well, of yeah, it'd be beginning of May now. But yeah, yeah, just to give him a, like two, two and a half weeks of seeing some live pitching and trying to get his feet wet again in baseball. Yeah. But like Alejandro Kirk hasn't been good either. No, for through the first two series, like he's he's putting bat to he's, ball though. He's putting bat to ball, but like he's hitting like barely over hundred. Right. Or, Correct. Yeah. So it's early. There, there's going to be some, there, there's going to be some ups and downs, and some guys get hot before up. 
everybody in the world can't be Vlad. And mm. like <laughs> as great as that would be to have one through nine, George Springer and uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., it's just not going to happen. You're going to have these holes and you're going to have these streaks. And, you know, maybe come mid-May, beginning of June, Alejandro Kirk is on a complete Terror. fire streak. And we're all talking about how he's the best hitter on the team um through a two or three week stretch and we all forget about it but as for now it, it, if Mourinho is still going the way he's going right now i i wouldn't be surprised if he's up in two weeks if uh if danny jansen's going to be out any extended period of time they, they're saying four weeks minimum that's plus a rehab assignment that's going to be added yeah. onto that so yeah. probably another week on top of that I'm going to say, Chris and, and everybody, right around Victoria Day, long weekend. That is the third weekend in May. That's when Jansen can come back at the earliest in my mind. Yeah. That's probably what I would say. That's a long time to go without any production from the catcher spot. So, yeah, yeah. I think Moreno will be strongly in consideration to be up before then. Now, what you, have, what, you have to, what you have to think as well is roster sizes first. It's true. It's true. So I have this catcher thing figured out if this experiment wow. fails. Yeah. So, so the nice thing is Collins does have a does have a uh, an option still, uh, so he can go down. But and I think Heinemann can go down as well. Definitely, yes, yeah. Um, He's so. a waiver claim anyway. I think. Yeah. So you do have you do have some things to play with, but mm-hmm. yeah, Jansen. Um, just to you know, open that up a little bit more. It looks like it's a it's a left oblique strain. Um, yeah. Which. As God, someone that's, that's, that's trying, yeah, someone that's trying to produce offensively, that's going to be costly. And let alone uh, crouching down, having to move your body, block pitches, and whatnot, gets shit out mm-hmm. of the dirt. Um, that's costly. That's that's very painful for a catcher. You want to make sure he's right, which would lead me to believe, based on my complete non-medical knowledge here, um, but knowing what it's like to hurt yourself. Um, <laughs> that could linger, you know, that could linger for quite a while. I, I, I have no doubt that he's going to come back maybe a little less than a hundred percent just so he can get, stay on the team. And, you know, cause we've said it, this is make or break for Danny Jansen. Right. And it's not off to a great start when it comes to injury, which is terrible to say because he looked pretty good. You know, he was yeah. looking confident and. I don't know. They're a little bit different about Danny Jansen and his approach this year. Um, and it's unfortunate that he had to bite the bullet with this injury. But um, So, as you mentioned, Craig, Alejandro Kirk is going to be catching primarily, even if it's just three or four times a week. Um, also, for Rock, again, we're recording this on Thursday, Teoscar Hernandez suffered a similar injury uh, last night in an at-bat versus the Yankees. Uh, Cole was just throwing him heaters and you can see that in one particular thing Teo did not look good after and he grounded out to first and he just jogged and uh, even Buck was calling it he was like he's done he's done um, as mentioned the Jays have a lot of firepower in this offense so you could think that this and perhaps they can but again if you look at the lineup for tonight's uh, game the bottom half of it half of it is rather thin so, Brandon, we'll start with you. Um, we did touch on Danny Jansen and, you know, the options there with Gabriel Mourinho coming up maybe in the beginning of May. But given how thin the depth is with the outfield, if you had to choose which is going to be more costly, assuming that they're going to be out for a similar period of time, 
What are you putting your money on? It's a great question. Um, both provide so much value, especially if Danny Jansen's going to be hitting out of that eight or nine spot. But it's probably T. Oscar because of what we've seen so far from Ryan Tapia. The only thing that hopefully could magically happen is they somehow fix Bradley Zimmer. And he lives up to his top 25 prospect status that he had at one point in his career. Um, however... I do think that reinforcements in the outfield could come decently quickly. And that's in a guy I think I forgot about and just saw an update on yesterday, but Dexter Fer, uh, has been oh, yeah. to it, sign it. I was going to say, oh, come on. It's Dexter Fowler season, bitches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, he's basically starting from ground zero in simulated games right now, but you know, give him two, three weeks, give him some at bats down there, put him on a rehab assignment and, although look at the end of the day, I think Teoscar is actually going to be out for that long. And because, they have said it's not as serious as they thought, and I sent it to you guys last night, I believe. In 2020, down the stretch for that playoff run, when they qualified, he had the exact same injury, and he was back in the minimum 10 days and was able to swing and be fine. I think it'll be longer than that this time, but I'm not sure how much longer that will be. I think he'll be back before Danny Jansen. I will say that much, especially because he can play in the outfield. But if it does linger, and if they continue to get nothing from Tapia, then I think you might see Fowler rushed up a little bit quicker. And at that point, I'm fine with that because I think Fowler might have something left uh, with the bat. Definitely not defensively, but with the bat, he can at least provide you maybe something because that just doesn't go away. Even with Obviously, he slowed down, but he's a better hitter at this point than Tapia. He's a better hitter at this point than Bradley Zimmer. So let's uh, with, roll with Dexter Fowler if, uh, if Teoscar is going to be out for a little while. Chris? Um... If you guys heard uh, ATL this week, they did touch on Teoscar's injury a couple of years ago, and they did say that because of the playoff run, he did rush it back, and he was still in significant amount of pain. He just played through it. Um, it's going to be one of those things that may linger with him for the rest of his career. This is what... It, Laugh all you want at this name, but this is what derailed Brett Ray was oblique injuries. Yep. It's true. Um, they can be crippling to a ball player because everything you do has some kind of rotation and you put a little bit of strain in that area and you're down for the count. You can't do what you want to do and perform at a high level. It, it you could see that like, Hey, Oscar made, I don't know how he made contact with that ball when he grounded out, but oh. <laughs> like it, it <laughs> was a nice pretty half, it. It, it, it was a half-hearted swing uh, to say the least. Knowing the history with that, I'm pretty disappointed that Charlie Montoyo didn't take him immediately. Oh, you know that he, TV. You, you know the history. You can see he's in a significant amount of pain. At least go, like, call time and go and see if the guy, like, go and talk to the guy at least. Give him a minute. They didn't even do that. He waved him off. And at some point, you have to be the manager and take a second and say, no, you're going to talk to me and tell me what is going on. I'm yeah. pretty disappointed it, in that. That, once again, shows that Montoyo... Like, the inmates run the asylum still, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, 
that he doesn't have as much control. And I know he's a player's manager and keeping everything light, but at some point you got to be the man and you got to say, no, let's stop here and think about this because we got 158 or 157 more games to go. Mm-hmm. We need you in as many of those as possible. And one more swing can put you down for another two to three weeks. That could be the difference maker between being in and being out at the end of the year. Yeah. Like I said, I was screaming at the TV. I couldn't believe it that he, I was like, oh, you know, what's up? No, you want to stay in? Oh, okay. I'm going to turn around. (laughs) It just seemed, it was, don't you, I, I understand he wants to win, but if you saw anybody doing that and I'm like, there's no way in hell he's going to stay in this game. Anybody you ever see that's literally grabbing at a body part before they, you know, eventually go out, there's usually something wrong. This is like the same thing as Buck Martinez saying his leg wasn't broken a million years ago, which we all know he's broke because we've heard it thousands of times on the broadcast. (laughs) So I, this is the kind of stuff that I wish that he would just, you know, man up and go out and do that. Yes, it sucks. There's a lot going on in that game. Things are going on at hand. We were ahead. We were now trailing all that good shit. You weren't going to be winning that game with a hurt Teoscar Hernandez in there. And if he's already hurt to the point where he's grabbing at himself and, you know, feeling around his uh, hip bone and everything there, that next swing could be the reason he doesn't come back at all for the whole rest of the season. And you can't take mm-hmm. that chance when he's one of your best players. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you guys this and not to hijack if you're going to. No, no, continue. go for it. Uh, Adam. Table flip. <laughs> the lineup with Teoscar and everybody else in it. And I mean, I guess Jansen that too, but I'm not going to count him. The top seven are incredible. You remove Teoscar and you still have a very good top six. And Matt Chapman hasn't really gotten going with the bat yet. Bo hasn't gotten going with the bat yet. And Lourdes is kind of maybe starting to get out of it a little bit. In terms of guys who you could least afford to lose on offense, where does Teoscar rank for you? Because... Vlad is number one. Springer has a case for being number one. They're like 1A, 1B. I would have Bo ahead of Teo. Then I think you start to get into, is it Matt Chapman because of his defense and what you know you can get offensively? So in terms of guys that you can afford to get away with being out for an extended period of time, where does Teoscar rank? Because for me, he's either four or five. And I think they are still have plenty of offense in the tank to be able to get by without him for a little while. I'm not concerned with the offense. Yeah, I'm concerned with the depth behind him in the outfield. It that, just doesn't yeah, look good. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's not like Teo is a great right fielder anyway. Right. Sure. And but now, he's our right fielder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's good enough. Right. And the off his offensive production, he's Jose Bautista, just a little bit better in the outfield. Um, yeah. And maybe a slightly less good hitter. Um, yeah. I but, don't know, man. There's some numbers. That no, are pretty damn Te, Te Oscar is a better than Bautista ever was. Okay. Yeah, so right. He hits for average, and I, I'll let yeah. to see if I can find the graphic again and share it. But it, it's gotten to the point where it's not such bolts like dead on right now. It's almost like we have two point overs in Bautista. Yeah, and yeah. All over again. Bautista, okay. Bautista had a better arm, but Teoscar yeah. has a bit more speed. The the yeah. drop off in defense in, in yeah. compared to offense is a similar slope. Um, yeah. I just think that when you when you see what you have in the offense, just on, I mean, sorry, in, in the outfield defense, um, it leaves you wanting more. And you can make the same argument for catcher. And even though it's a, it's a very, very important position, I, for, I just prioritize outfield just a little bit more. 
for sure. Um, no. So I, I think his absence, I, yeah, I would probably rank him around four. Yeah, I think so too. There's a case between him and Chapman because of Chapman's D and how much he'll help the pitching staff. But yeah, but I, you can get that from Espinal, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You could place him there and be all right. But Chapman's bat at the end of the day, yeah, through and it'll be miles better than Espinal's at the end of the day. But today, yeah. today, like even though Chapman's not yeah. hit, he's not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, today, like giving Matt Chapman the night off tonight, I think was a smart move. Yeah, same. Um, let him end on a high from yesterday. Yeah, and give yeah. Espinal still some time. You, know, you want you want bats. Chapman to play. He'll want to play all the games against Oakland as well. True. Yeah, exactly. True. That. true. Um, so yeah, I, I just think with Teoscar Hernandez being out again, I, I I mentioned this in the group chat. I don't trust how this handles and reports injuries. I just don't. Um, especially with how they handled Springer last year, it was mm-hmm. so wishwashy and on and off and. They don't have to be honest about it. I understand keeping things close to the vest. I totally get it. But at the same time, when you say it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be, well, how bad did you think it was going to be? Because if you're thinking it was season ending, that means he could be back in August. So how bad did you think it was going to be? I really would like to know. I I would like to have a timetable. I I understand they put him on the 10-day IL. Fine. But I don't think we're going to see him in 10 days. I really don't. And and you want him right for when he comes back too. Yeah, the, you know the ship's not like you know leaking water too fastly or anything like that. <laughs> not <laughs> so yet. I would, I would rather them no. take an extra week or two and so, make sure he is right, right, and he's not going to go back on the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they learned that lesson last year with Springer. I would hope they don't make that same dumb mistake right. again. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. To go on what you said though, Brendan, I'm going to go a little higher and. I would say before this season started, I would have, I would, I would have said he was number two. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I tend how, to agree with, with you with how hot Springer has been right. and being the catalyst on this offense. Springer's my number two right now, or yes. you could say, like you said, a one, a one B with, with Guerrero. Yeah. But he's even with Springer jumping him there. I would still say he's number three. Yeah. I guess there'd be a case with Bo there too. You could, but you've dealt without Bo right now. Yeah. yeah. My biggest catch on that whole thing is Mr. Consistency right now is Teoscar Hernandez. He has been everything to this team the yeah. last three years. Yep. And the fact that going into this season, expect to Chris's point here, you didn't know if you were really getting a legit superstar back with, with uh, George Springer being fully healthy. Mm-hmm. The, the bet was pretty good there. Don't get me wrong. But to the fact that is he going to do what he did when he was in Houston? Or are we going to have another inter- injury riddled season? We didn't know. So to that point where Teoscar has just came out there and just been solid RBI guy all day, every day for this organization since becoming a full-time player, you know, I would say he's got to be right up there with Vlad in that conversation. And then Bo to the other point. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, I, I, I don't like losing either of these players, but like it, the difference between losing Jansen to Teo is that you still have the whisper of Mourinho in the background and you could yeah. rest on that and say, it's only a matter of time. Like you can go through a shitty April. If you can make it out of April, I don't, I don't think the Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays are going to do better than this. Don't get me wrong. Even without Danny Jansen and Teo. But if you can get out of April at a five record, I'm okay. 
Like, I would like it yeah. to be better, but I, I don't have that feeling of, well, you just lost your playoff spot in April. Right. Uh, you can still excel from that, right? So if you can tread water at the very least in April and then wait on that to evaluate what's going on with Jensen, and if it's still not looking great or if he still needs a little yeah. bit more time, you bring up Mourinho. Now I'm fired up. Now yeah. I'm only down really yeah. one position. 100%. So um, in, to your point, it's a- yeah, yeah, to your point, I renamed the episode from when I sent sent this to you guys to it's only been one week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. And you know, if by then Teo is on his way back in the beginning of May, then everything's good. But I don't know. I just wish there was a little bit more transparency when it came to this team. They don't owe it to me. They don't owe it to anybody. And the priority is to win games. It just frustrates me. Um mm-hmm. and it's been an ongoing theme, specifically where you thought Anthopolis was secretive. Woo, this this front office is very secretive, specifically when it comes to injuries, and it's just hair up my ass. All right, anyways, uh, let's 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 move on to the rotation. Um, it hasn't been great, with the exception of Manoa, as we've been saying. Um, they've gone through it at least once. Barrios has gone twice. Um, they've left a lot to be desired. Again, with the exception of Manoa, um, there's something about Alec Manoa pitching in Yankee Stadium that just makes him a superstar. Uh, so, so Craig, again, you just mentioned that you titled this episode. It's only been a week, but he took pledge. You took the first week pledge, the first six game pledge. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Don't worry about are it. You, are you <laughs> concerned with, with the rotation, given that we've vocalized concerns, at least either part of this group or the majority of it? or all of it, has vocalized concerns when it comes to maybe Barrios with his velocity in spring training, Kikuchi with the nerves that he was exhibiting, and Ryu. Um, are you concerned with how this rotation has been performing, albeit majority of them just one start so far? Yeah, Concerned? Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it was, there's no other way of saying it. Um, we're lucky for wins is really the summary of how the Blue Jays' first week went. And that was because our offense just completely went off and had one of the best opening day comebacks in Major League Baseball history. So to that point, am I concerned going forward? I think we already saw the first bounce back. Rios pitched well yesterday. And in the midst of that, he looked dominant for those first four innings. The Yankees didn't have a clue. The Yankees finally got smart and changed up their attack plan. And the Blue Jays started paying for it. Um, the only thing I like uh, we were talking about in the group chat that I could have even asked for maybe the difference is maybe there was a difference between starting the bullpen up a little early when he was that close on pitching count mm-hmm. to be he was already at 80 something pitches almost or damn near close to it when that inning started. So maybe it could have gotten to maybe it was just a three to two game at that point, something stupid. But that's really nitpicking that whole thing because I would have loved to see him get out there and keep going. But to that point, you had a chance to be the confidence builder and it ended up coming out with him being a nail biting candidate at that point. Am I really going to keep us in this all game? Right? <laughs> so it sucked to the point, but I don't think this is what the blue Jays rotation looks like at the end of the year. I think this ends up being one of the strong points for this team, regardless of how it showed out this weekend. And like I said, I think we saw the first step in the right direction with that. And we have Chris Key's, you know, perennial Cy Young pick for the, uh, you know, crystal ball here of Alec Manoa running away with this shit this year. So, <laughs> pitch like it. Sure is in the Yankee Stadium again. It's so correct me if I'm wrong, boys. Is that three or four amazing starts for him in the Bronx now? 
I know it's two, at least two. two. Sure. I want to say that was yeah. the third. I want to say three. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he got two starts in Yankee Stadium last year. Because I remember having that dawning moment. I'm like, okay, his debut was in Yankee Stadium. And he just annihilated the Yankees for five, six innings. Yes. And then and he, I, seven he did that possible. same thing. Yeah, exactly. And then he just he just keeps getting better in Yankee Stadium. Yes. I want to say he's eight, eight inning, or a, a one-hitter in eight innings or something. Or what? It's just nuts. I think he was the only one to miss that four-game series where they swept them last year. And I think that was the only series at Yankee Stadium after. It might have been two. It might be three, regardless. Um, well, Vernon, you can, you can expound on that. Um, specifically with Ryu. Um, yeah. I know, I know we, we joke about it and you were a big proponent of Ryu and yeah. there was, uh, somewhat, and I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't say this to be mean, but there was a somewhat of a Ryu meltdown on Twitter after his start. And, uh, you had some people in one camp that just, the numbers don't lie. He hasn't been good so far with one star, albeit just one, but for a good portion of last season, he just didn't show that he was that great. Um, aside from Ryu, you don't see that much that concerned with Ryu, given our group ch- uh, chat. But aside from that, do you have concerns with the rotation? No, uh, and you can chalk it up to a shortened spring. It's still taking these guys some starts to build up their pitch counts again. And I didn't pay attention to Barrios's velocity last night, but from the little bit I did see of his start, because I was driving up north yesterday and listened on the radio um it seemed like there was a lot of life on his fastball and there was a lot of zip it looked like vintage barrios in the parts that i saw before the fifth inning when he gave up the back to back yeah Yeah, exactly so barrios i'm fine with i think that it was a very good step in the right direction i have a very good feeling when this game does start in 25 minutes that we're going to get a good outing from gosman um there was enough good stuff there his splitter i was up in the 500 Saturday's game so i couldn't quite see how good the splitter was but people were sitting the 100s saying it is one of the nastiest pitches we've seen from a blue jay star a long time so gosman i have zero concerns about it was a very typical first start of the year you go five you give some hard contact but keep your team in the ball game um so with that, after one start, I'm not counting Barrios' second one last night. The power rankings I had for them after the first t- turn through was very obvious. Barrios was five just because he only went to point one. Manoa was one, and then Gosman was two. And then the debate come down to is Ryu the third or is Kikuchi the fourth uh, or whichever order you want to place them. And this could definitely open up a longer debate. I put Ryu third because of what he did for those first three innings. I don't know how you can ignore vintage man. Get off the dick, Trenton. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Answer the question. Oh man. How can you ignore what he did the first three innings? He was pinpoint control. His velocity was the highest we've seen it. And his Chapman got him out of the first three innings, dude. The 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 infield got him out of the first three innings. Same thing for the defense with Kikuchi because Kikuchi's exit velocities, the his first three innings were worse than Ryu. Yeah, but Ryu gave a four earned runs. Yeah, but it was all because of a misplay on defense made. The concern Kikuchi only gave it, Kikuchi only gave up a two-run home run in the only ballpark that that would have went out in, or else it would have yeah. been a fly ball out. He needed every ounce of that ballpark to get through three and third. Kikuchi, the hard contact at the beginning was scary to say the least. Now the concern well, I have about Ryu once he stopped throwing the slider, he was fine. Exactly, and the third inning from Kikuchi was great, and that's what we're going to get more of next year. The issue with Ryu that I have is once he gets to a mess, he cannot get out of it, and we saw that on Sunday. But the first three innings, that was the ace that we saw the first two years. (laughs) 
Blue Jay. It I'm not was, saying though. Ace. That's not Ace it, material, it Brandon. At the time, he was Brandon. our Ace. <laughs> it was. There was nothing different. When Tanner Rourke was also in your fucking rotation, Fred, maybe. Oh, my God. Fred, <laughs> Kevin is an you all-star. There. There's Dude, no you are drinking far too much Kool-Aid, man. Nobody can agree with me on that. That's fine. No, that's not true. There are people out there that agree with you on this. Good, and they're smart, because I think I'm smart on this one, uh, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. So I, don't I know. It encouraged me. I was happy to see him actually moving in the right direction. So if that's what's it, if that's where we're going here, and in two weeks, I'm excited. Like, Brendan, I'm perfectly fine and happy with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all want him to be good. I understand there's pessimism because the worst stretch of his career with the Blue Jays came at the worst possible time. Yeah. But you can't ignore the first three innings, and you can't ignore the first four and a half months of his season last year. We had a 3-2-2 ERA. So we all got to calm down. Focus <laughs> yeah, on when you're good. making when you're making 20 million dollars a year, you need to put up when your team needs you yes. and not falter in those big games. So and if I, it happened and it's again this year, I'll be the first one to say you need to just buy out his contract. Yeah, that's fine. Because uh, he can't be, he can't be a part of this team next year if it happens again. Yeah, I, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine to admit it when the time No, you're comes. not. I'm fine. You're in complete time denial. The time but, is not now. Hey, we won. The time is not now. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, wait, that was the game we lost. He lost, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did lose. And it was not fun to watch when he couldn't get out of it. But the first three innings were what I saw the first four and a half months last year, the first 60 games that he played with this team before. And that has to be encouraging considering how bad he was towards the yeah. end of last year. There's no, no way around it. There's no listen, way around it. Don't get me He's wrong. He's a fifth starter on this team. Who cares? Yeah. If he does anything good, we're good. I agree. I agree, man. Don't get me wrong. It's not just Ryu. Like, I, I was, of course, we're going to shit on Barrios after that one first start. For sure. Like that, yeah, you, that was you supposed to be to our pitch better. You need to pitch better. And you know what? Even, uh, even though Gosman wasn't great his first time out, I'm thinking, okay, I can accept this for today, but you need to pitch better. And, and to your credit, you said tonight you have every reason to believe that he will. And you have the confidence that he will. Ryu, yep. I don't have confidence that he's going to pitch better. I'm I think not this is what we're going to get. I have confidence in that. I'm just asking you to focus on the first three innings. They were good. I hear you, he but the evidence. and painted every single pitch in the first three innings. He but did. the evidence from what we saw the majority of last season. It wasn't the majority of last year, though. It was Dude. last month. His ERA going into the middle of August was three two two. How I'm does everybody saying. forget that? I'm How does saying. everybody forget that? I'm just saying. I mean, like, I mean, that's irrefutable. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Look, at, listen, I'm listen. just saying, man. Uh, look, look, look. I want him to be good. I want so him to focus on well. the three innings you saw. That no, one. I don't want to focus on that because I want the dub more than I want no, him to be good. There it is. I want this team. This team should be 161 and one. That's what they should be. Bet your narrative that you hate Ryu. That's what it's coming across. No, like. no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't hate him. Uh, sorry, Chris. I, part of that camp too, man. Chris, please get my back when it comes to Ryu. You guys can gang up on me all you want. I'm setting no, 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 no. I'm no. Switzerland here, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm an island when it comes to Cavan, apparently. So. Oh, wait. <laughs> I forgot that Switzerland isn't Switzerland anymore because yeah. they even told Russia to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I say that out loud. <laughs> or Putin, at um, least. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I wasn't sold particularly on Kikuchi or Ryu uh, this time around. I wasn't 
sold on any of the starting pitching to be 100% honest, other than Manoa. Um, all of them need to be better collectively, um, including Gosman. Gosman pitched all right, but not to the tune of, what, $125 million or whatever the hell they gave him. Um, and it was his first start. Uh, first start coming into Toronto, first start in a new tree. First start, but a lot of firsts for him. So tonight, you need to put up or shut up. And you need to get uh, get yourself ahead and counts, uh, and then use that splitter to put guys away. Um, Berea started to come out of it and then kind of fell off again. But you know, <clears throat> there's still some really good hitters in that Yankees lineup. I, I could shit on Judge all I want, and he is the most overrated player in the league. But um, <laughs> facts, those guys can still club the ball and. You, you throw a couple of hangers, they'll make you pay, especially in that ballpark. It's very unforgiving. Um, Ryu. <laughs> Here we go. I I want him to do well. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 know you guys, I know you guys do. I'm just, uh, at this point, this I is I want fun. him to do well. It's just with the lack of velocity, and if he isn't going to live very closely on the edges or if he starts getting pinched on a strike zone he is going to have a hell of a time this year especially in this division especially with the circumstances revolving around this team that like they need him they they don't need him to be great but they just need him to be good and steady Mm -hmm. and if he isn't steady he's going to have a lot more downs than he will up and the drop in velocity really does worry me and is I don't think he was down much on Sunday if if anything at all last well, year but if we too. yeah but if we if, if that starts dipping at all this year that's a problem it'll be a problem and it'll be worse than what we saw um which gives reason to hope and you really need you really need Kikuchi to step up at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be great, once again, because you have three guys ahead that should be great. Um, but just be good. Um, and hopefully they can put together a better game plan and Kikuchi lives and dies by the fastball because he's got a friggin' live arm uh, when he goes. He's boring as hell to watch. Like, he's like almost on Dolis level of boredom to watch pitch, but if he uses fastball more, he's going to go deeper into games, get himself out of more jams. And that's all you can ask for out of Ryu and Kikuchi. You're looking for five innings each. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you got to stay in the game for five innings and give us a shot. That's it. Get to that point where they're pitching in our rotation, that should be what we're expecting yeah. from them. That's, exactly. They don't have to be the heavy innings eater. No. And then just to be this guy, nobody in fucking baseball ever hit more than five or six innings anymore. I so, don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine, one guy. <laughs> but to that point, we got Clayton Kershaw being taken out of a perfect game after six innings, seven innings yesterday. Yeah. So, Lockout. Yeah, I, I get the argument, but to that point, he's only one of two people ever to be removed from a game that was throwing a perfect game. 
And funny enough, I think this is the even better part. The Dodgers were the team that did the other time, too, with Rich Hill. Dave Ryan Davis is the only manager to do it twice. He's the only person in history to do it twice, period. (laughs) So anyway, but it's nuts. It's not. But to that point, we're in a different era of baseball, boys. The Roy Halladay, you know, workhorse guys are completely gone. You don't even see a guy even like when before, you know, when Garrett Cole was doing well, he was still only throwing like seven innings, too. So. We're in the bullpen era, and to live in the bullpen era, you better have some gas or some weird guys like Simba around that bullpen to be able to, you know, take care and get people out. So to that point, that's where this game is right now. And if we can get um, get Ryu and Kikuchi to be able to do that, or anybody in our bat, our rotation for that, we're going to be just fine. We had the Cy Young Award winner that threw barely over two innings last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Key. <laughs> well, how many did he throw? 212 or something? Uh, it sticks in my head that he was barely over 200 as he goes to google <laughs> he's the ex-girlfriend yeah. dude he doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he's out of the memory his name is alex yeah. Manoa, uh, alec manoa yeah, yeah. and Al- but and to that point do you guys think that alec manoa throws 200 innings this year i no. to, to, and i don't think even to be in a cy young in either league this year you need to be guys gonna throw 200 innings none of the five will throw 200 yeah yeah you, you were talking ray right Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ray threw 139, uh, 193 innings last year. I was, like I said, I really think that a major league starter throws in the ballpark of 190, 180 innings these days. Yep. If you're an ace, and, and <laughs> Ray Ray missed a starter too as well, though. You don't yeah. Remember. Correct. But to yes. that point, even most guys will get a day off here and there for whatever, just to you know, especially Stripling for a playoff push tomorrow. or this or that. There you go. Because Ray needs an extra day off. There you go. One start well, we in, you don't want him, needs an extra day. Yeah, you don't want him. But uh, if that's the way baseball is these days, if you get a hundred and the the what was the basically reuse mid normal mean average of innings is from off of one thirty uh, to one fifty, correct? One fifty to one sixty, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you get that out of that, great. You get a little bit better than that on Kikuchi, and you keep working your way up the rotation. There's your season and your all your innings that you're hoping for. So, I guess it is. I hear you. I just like to to bust Brendan's balls. But look, let's 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 and move on. You sure you busting him? Or are you like literally just? Te- no, 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 no. Because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna that close out. That is healthy. That is yes, healthy. yes. You know, so no one likes going. like yeah. no one, I promise. No one likes a grief fest on a podcast. So let, let's let's end this with the grief fest. Let's talk about oh, Vladdy. Uh, we got about ten minutes before the game starts. So let's zip through this. Um, last night alone, he was the first Blue Jay player ever to hit three home runs versus the Yankees. Um, I think, like I said, he leads the entire MLB with four home runs. Not a huge milestone, but you know, six games in, it's impressive. Um, he has a line as of this recording before the game starts on Thursday, 391-479-57 with an OPS of 1.373. Ridiculous. Um, it's safe to say that, yeah, what we saw last year wasn't a fluke and it's carrying over into this year and he hasn't even touched his prime yet, which is scary. That home run with the injured hand, um, it, it should have runs. been a it should have been a, a, <laughs> a, a it should have been a Doppler right to the third baseline, but somehow it it got out of park. Um, yeah, that's what I forgot to name that damn episode. I was gonna say it was only a flesh wound. Yeah, <laughs> and he, and he's still playing tonight, so <laughs> it, nothing is stopping this train. So Chris, we'll start with you. 
What do you think? Is this sustainable? Is is he just a phenom? Is this his Otani year? Or you know, are we are we encouraged to pump the brakes a little bit? What's I, I, I think what we should be talking about is about fourteen years and five hundred million dollars. Absolutely, is, is probably <laughs> what we should be talking about, and you need to figure that out before it turns into fourteen years and six hundred million. Uh, um, and then you start uh, start trying to figure out how you're going to piece it together around them. The Acuna deal is looking <laughs> like a deal right now. Just saying. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Tatis um, deal. Yeah. This kid's a real deal, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of people that that owe an apology to that young man that that had him written off two years ago. Um, but you know what? Kids worked for it. Like he has put in the work the last two years to get himself right and get himself well prepared for 162 games. And holy shit, this kid is fun to watch now. It, that last inning in the ninth inning last night, were you just not like itching for one of those boys to get on base so he could join that Carlos Delgado oh, club? Right. Like <laughs> he just wanted that fourth one. Like it just just wanted. I needed it. Just he shot at it. You know what? There's there's going to be time I think for that because I, I I think there's there's going to be one or two more times where there's a, a, a multi home run game that that you can look forward to that. So. Enjoy the ride. He's got two in April so far in his career. Yeah. yeah. Let, <laughs> let's just let's enjoy the fun while we have it right now because it's damn, it's a treat watching that kid hit. So not only was he the first guy to hit three home runs against the Yankees, he was also the first person to have three extra base hits in one game off of Garrett Cole. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're. Most Major League Baseball sees Garrett Cole as the epitome of all things pitching in Major League Baseball these days, which, debatable. <laughs> but if you're following that gospel there, that is freaking nuts. And to that point where I I don't think Josh Donaldson or anybody gets it to that home run ball that he got to on the inside, inner half there. That thing is insane. Nobody um, has. I, Garrett Cole's thrown 2,000 or something of those in his career in that same spot at 95 miles one. an hour. Uh, 95 miles an hour. Nolan Arenado. <laughs> no, Vlad was the only one, the only one. in that area. Really? Yeah, because they were talking about the, that on the on the, the, um... on the inside half of the plate. He's thrown like 2,000 something at 95 and above, and Vlad's the only one to hit one for a home run. And did you yeah. see the second part of that too? He's the only one to ever hit a Zach Britton sinker that's down yeah. level, like 96 or whatever the number is. Wow. It's wild. Yeah. Either way, the guy's freaking nuts, and um. They were talking about it on uh, ML Network most of the day because he just had one of the most you know brilliant evenings of the, you know ever. Regardless of the fact that he didn't hit four home runs, which was basically the only way he could have made his night even better, right? <laughs> he had four extra base hits and led the team to victory. He's literally picking up the whole team and putting him on his back and just you know marching into the sunset. That that's just, that is the leader this team needs as far as you know any level. That's MVP. That is the definition of MVP in my opinion regardless of stats being what they need to be is the person that picks their team up and takes them with them to the promised land kind of thing is always the way i've seen the mvp award we're seeing that right now with vlad and it's like i said the movies we're going it that is the best analogy ever but the major league baseball network was compared to ken griffey jr you don't mess with the swing you just let vladdy go be vladdy and here you go that's where you're going you're the kid just let it go He's even doing the hat backwards there in the celebrations oh, yeah. and stuff now. So, right. 
but if that's where we're heading, boys, God fucking buckle me in out of this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never had a player like this. I'm ready to put some money down on him winning the triple crown because if not for Otani last year, he would have come damn close. And I would not be surprised if he wins it. At, whether it's this year, next year, some point in the year, he will be a triple crown winner. They said last night in the broadcast, his player comp right now would probably be Mel- Miguel Cabrera in his prime. Similar build, similar bat-to-ball skills, average, on-base percentage, home runs, everything. And if the Blue Jays have themselves Miguel Cabrera in his prime, and you surround that with the crazy talent they have, I don't know how any Blue Jays fan in their right mind doesn't believe that they're going to win a World Series or two in the Vlad- Vladimir Guerrero Jr. era. Like, it just feels like it's coming to that point where it's going to happen. I, I think he's going to... Offensively, I, they might have the aggregate of that Miguel Cabrera thing, too, because he had V-Mart batting behind him all that damn time, and that's basically Teoscar Hernandez in a nutshell right now. Exactly. I wouldn't be so, surprised if he wins the MVP this year, either. Like, it's going to be a fun season, and let's just... Hope that he stays healthy for it all because that would be the worst possible thing to ever happen in Toronto sports if he got injured for a prolonged period of time. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably worse, like losing championships or whatnot, or the Leafs never win <sighs> up again, but still. Um, yeah, he, he's incredible. There's no other way to put it. Um, you know, I, I heart back to, uh, and it pains me to do this, I heart back to like the Red Sox in, their, in those various championship runs with David Ortiz and Whatnot. And you look back to that team and you'd say, yeah, David Ortiz was probably the best hitter. You could do Ramirez, too, because he was on that team. So we'll just say Manny in 04. Um, Manny was the best hitter and the best producer on that team. But you could make the argument that it might have been either Pedro or Schilling's team. Um, they were the leader of the of the, they, they, I guess they were the clubhouse guy. Um, if you were to choose one of them, I think it's so, sort of something similar here with the Jays, right? You have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is by far the the biggest offensive producer on this team, and he's that fun-loving guy that will just light up a clubhouse. But if you had to pick a guy to anchor this team and say, like, no, the, he's the leader of the clubhouse, I would still put it in Springer's hands, honestly. And and, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think – and Springer's still a fun-loving guy. He'll embrace it. I was say it's still about dancing and whatnot in yeah. the dugout and everything. I think that's a pretty good – dynamic going on there regardless they're both goofballs and they both know how to hit yeah and i think game. i think springer is the oldest fielder i feel a guy with the fishing right now on the team that's right that's right yeah that sounds about right um so there you go so i i think when you have that sort of dynamic and you have the level that they are not even scratching the surface of the potential that they will have man I, I i have all the confidence in the world in vladimir Guerrero jr and chris echo your sentiments i agree you got to pay him now you just have to get it done. Um, it's too exciting not to get it done. Yeah, you got to lock him down. You got to lock Bo down. The only league without a salary cap, so take advantage of it. Just take advantage of it. <laughs> and hurry up and iron it out before yep. there's another dumb agreement. Pay your taxes. <laughs> pay whatever you got to do. Yeah. Just get in it and, and get it over oh. with. If he does um, win an MVP or a triple. Yeah, if he wins an MVP or a crown, that's only going up. Yeah. And if he went and if he wins both of them this year, you're up to fourteen and seven hundred million. So, <laughs> so yeah. he, and not to mention he's also rounding out to be a very good defensive first baseman. That play that he shot out there and yeah, he got to his end the game chewed up. And then yep. that too. Yeah. Both yeah. those both he he is figuring this game out. And um I think it was Hazel May that said it last night that we're all just participants in the world that Vlad Jr. plays in or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's his world. We're just living in it. Yeah, um, that's it. That's what it was. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's wrap it up here with predictions. Uh we got 
three at home versus Oakland. We're going to find out who is able to cross the border for that team. Um, and uh, they they beat the Rays, right? I mean, they, they beat, yeah, that's, that's Oakland, maybe. Um, so we're going to figure that I out. Came and then back. We, that was a fun game. I watched it because right? I couldn't watch the Blue Jays game because of, you know, fucking Yes Network. <laughs> oh, <Listen>. sorry. <laughs> they're, they're second place in the West, only a game behind. You know, it's early, but, you know, maybe maybe the A's are on something. I don't know. Um, and then we got three in my neck of the woods at Boston. So let's go, Craig, Chris, and Brendan. We'll go in that order. What are your predictions for these two series? Oakland scared me. They they actually took it to school against the freaking Rays this week, but I don't think they have the pitching on where we're going to be landing in their rotation to make up for it. I think we missed Montas. Is that correct? I, I was trying to. And not think. to mention, wasn't he traded? <laughs> I thought he was traded, or he was this close. No, he was close. <laughs> he was close, but uh, they wouldn't give up their top prospect for him. There you go. So to that point, I we're gonna I, I, I figure we're gonna find a way to lose one to the Oakland A's. And to that point, the Red um, Sox just I, they're gonna be pesky. I'm worried that we're gonna actually have another, you know, Again, rough against, against them. Oakland we face Jeffries, Blackburn, and Aller. And who? Aller. Okay. One of those guys is gonna be scrappy enough to beat us one game as much as I don't wanna say it. So I'm going to call four and two, just like we did this last week. It's two series wins. Chris? Uh, two and one and two and one. Four and two again. All right. No, four and two. Brennan? Three and they can three. be do math. Three and three? Two, two and one against Oakland. I have a bad feeling for some reason about against the Red the Sox. Sox. Are, are the Red Sox coming to Toronto? Or? No, we're going to Boston. That's week we're after. Going to Boston. Ah, shit. This, the strength that this team is entering is so important. You have Red Sox, Astros, Red Sox, Astros. You need to come out of that 15 and 15, 14. Yeah, you got to come out 500. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to agree with you guys, 2-1, two 2-1. and one, two and one. Um, yeah. th- This team has too much firepower to lose against the Red Sox in, in Fenway. Yeah, They're going to okay. mash. You guys are right. I just They're have a, mash. for some reason a bad um, no, I, I'm not too far off on you, especially, uh, but to that point, if we could have found any offense the other day, we, I might be actually still in that conversation for the Yankees, but no, <laughs> and they can't lose the series. So there's yeah, that can't lose the series. So that um, there is that. So, so we'll Craig, to, what do we got? Do I fix the clicks? What, who picked who last week and who we given it to? So last week I had Lourdes, Chris had Springer. Chapman was yours, Adam, and then Gosman for Brendan. So to me, I'm going to say that seeing Springer kind of carry this team, I yeah, would that, say that my vote was on Springer. Same. Same. Springer for sure. Same. Same. Yeah. So Chris Key is on the board. <laughs> All right. Winning, <laughs> I'm winning your own game. And he gets to pick first. Hey, it's your game now, yeah. too, man. Oh. Yeah, as I say, you're this, remember you like joined this official group. I know we have like yes. $5 in funding from our sponsor, but <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> Yours. What's your pick? Who is your pick to click? We'll Adam go Simmer. Chris, Brendan, Craig, Simmer. and myself. <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm being serious. Okay. There you go. Right. There you go. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If he has a few good weeks out of the bull or a few good starts out of the bull or come out of the bullpen, you know, it's not the worst. So yeah. carry the uh, carry the pen. Guy who wasn't chosen last week. Uh, and I'm hoping swings the bat now is Oh Bichette. Yeah, because you just did you are you watching this right now? He just what? got a double. He just he just got a nice little clean hit double. Oh no, I yeah. actually do not have money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will be going to put technically it on. tonight counted toward last week. 
Yeah, tonight doesn't, <laughs> yes. doesn't count. We picked that last week. Nice, <laughs> nice <laughs> swing right in there. Almost a home run. Okay, great. Hopefully that's the start of a win. Yeah, stroke. Right? <laughs> um, who's taking Vladdy, the cheat code? Vladdy's the cheat code, yes. Yeah, who's I, taking I, the cheat code? You know what the funny thing is? I who's almost desperate enough much... for a win? Can we bar Vladdy? Can we, can we, you, in order to pick Vladdy, you have to win three in a row? That, hey, that's a great right, uh, lose three in a row. <laughs> no, no, no. You, okay, yes, let's do that. No, because we collectively just, lose. So let's do. You have to win three in a row in order to get Vladdy. I, I just like to be that guy. Yeah. Yes, just to be that guy. Last year he got picked, not very often, and there was a few weeks that he got picked and he didn't do shit. No, I so. still say three in a row. Let, let's, okay, whatever. Let's I'm fine with it. I wasn't going to pick him anyway. We can reevaluate, but for yes, now, yeah. See, because I carry over on my pick, because without Teoscar in the lineup, he needs to step up, especially when they're moving him basically into the four hole in Lawrence Loris Gurriel Jr. Yeah, that's... I, I need Loris to have a week, and I want to be the one that says, yeah, I picked him. <laughs> uh, given the trends with his presence in a lineup, in the lineup, rather, I'm going to go Espinal. There you go. What? Mm-hmm. Espinal. I need to win, Chris. <laughs> you Espinal. <laughs> That's not a bad pick. It would be weird. Uh, if I, picked I actually really simper pick. I'm not gonna lie, and I did think of it before the show. So, in the midst of all this fun, though, we were just talking about. At least they brought back. Um, I forgot what to say is Ghost Ghostke Katoa. They brought Katoa. him back up. Yep. Um, how many innings do you think over the next week Biggio actually plays in the outfield? Because of the Zimmer Tapia bullshit. I don't think he starts any game. It's probably a handful, maybe. Um, so probably more. Innings. Over or under on De- 10 innings? Under. <clears throat> yeah, I'd go under two. Depends, because if you put Guriel at DH, you could hide Biggio in left mm-hmm. for a game. Uh, in Fenway. So Guriel just got Ooh, fucking Fenway. hurt. God damn Great. It. So you you had to say that right after I made the pick. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Just got hit. Um, oh, God, that's no fun. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Um, You're not helping me. <laughs> I'm just yeah telling I mean, you what I see. Look, Manoa's like look, Manoa's, look, Manoa's already screaming at him. <laughs> Get him. Okay. And then Barrios will follow, right? They're probably the Yankees. They're both the top step. Yeah, and he's yelling. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Anyway, so how about we wrap this up so we can go yell at the TV? Yep. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so we appreciate you listening. Um, subscribe to us on all your favorite podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast stream from, we are there. Uh, if you want to watch us on video or on YouTube, uh, Twitter, wherever you watch your video feed, we are there live. Uh, we're looking for every Thursday evening around 7, 730. So tune in for us there. Uh, one last word before we go. Go Raptors. They're in the playoffs. Uh, and I, I know this is not an NBA podcast, but I believe any uh, Eastern team can win. I really do. I feel like any team in the East can be any other team in the East and make it to the NBA Finals. But that being said, let's end this like we always do. Two claps. Ric Flair. Let's go Blue Jays. Woo! Let's go go Blue Blue Jays. Jays. Blue Jays.
you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.